anyways, thanks for joining us today here. Uh, my name is Doyal Gurungadas, and I'm here with my good friend Bir Bajaramdas. And we are kickstarting the prayer revolution, which is a, there's a serious need, if you're not aware, there's a serious need for revolution in our society, but it's not political, uh, even religious, social, economic, environmental, it is spiritual, and it's a revolution of the heart. And it starts with us, it starts with me, and it starts with you, Vera, right? Yeah, Baba, for sure, it starts at home. It starts at home, and so that revolution of consciousness um, can lead all those various aspects of our life. Um, and so, um, and that's what it means to bring the mood of prayer into our everyday life. It's not just when I need something or ask for something or when I'm in trouble or I have this spiritual rabbit foot, I keep in my pocket that I rub when I need it, but it's really, how can I live in a moment to moment dependency on, um, divine guidance. And the further I, I allow myself to sink in that dependency, the greater amount of strength, clarity, comfort, support I will find. It's kind of a... Materially, it doesn't make any sense, as our good friend uh, Raghunath often says, makes no material sense. But spiritually, it's um, it uh, makes all the sense in the world. So mm -hmm. with that, we start our morning off with a little prayer from our good friend Vera, and then uh, and then we talk about it and we we see where our personal lives connect with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sound good, everybody? Sounds good to me. We got thumbs up on Zoom, smiles, nods. Looks like we're doing good. We're doing good. Okay. So thank you so much, DG, welcoming us, uh, creating a space, creating a, a sacred space for us. Um, he always comes in a few minutes early and, uh, and, and sets the tone, sets the tone for our time together for our half an hour, our power, our power half an hour. And, power half hour. Okay, so we're going to read a prayer today from Thomas Merton. And those of us that are familiar mm. with prayer and, uh, and really spiritual intention, um, you know what we're about to jump into. And those of you that have not uh, done this before, then just take a, an opportunity right now to just to rest. Whatever it is that you're doing, just to pause, to close your eyes, connect to your breath, connect to stillness, and connect to receiving so often in life, we're in the doing mode. We are giving energy and doing. And right now, we're just going to receive. We're opening up to receive divine grace through these prayers and to let them touch our heart. My Lord God, I have no idea where I'm going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end, nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think that I'm following your will does not mean that I'm actually doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you does in, in fact please you. And I hope that I have that desire in all that I am doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. Therefore, will I trust you always, though I may seem to be lost and in the shadow of death? I will not fear, for you are ever with me, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. My dear Lord, please give us the courage to soften into the present moment, 
to soften into your grace that is right now available for us. Please give us the courage to to sit down in these moments to come and to know that you are with us. We may not have the most perfect clarity of the path that leads us back to you. We may feel lost. We may feel disconnected even from that path altogether. To know that you are walking with us on the path. To know that you will never leave us alone. Please give us the strength and the clarity to know this. And that in our day today, the moments to follow, the days to follow, that we feel as we are courageous warriors, stepping into the unknown every moment of our life, every day of our life, fearless, knowing that we can be instruments of your grace and love in the lives of all those who we come into contact with. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Thank you so much, Veer. I appreciate that. Were, were you reading from a particular particular book? A little shout out to Rupa. Oh, the little book of <laughs> little book of prayers. Yes, this I am um, prayer by Thomas Merton. I uh, I love Thomas Merton, um, um, and so uh, you know he he was actually uh, he was a big fan of the Bhagavad Gita. Mm-hmm. He read the Bhagavad Gita. He read Srila Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita. He actually wrote uh, a forward, an appreciation for Srila Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita um, that was published at one point. And so, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, big fan of Thomas Merton. Thanks for bringing thanks for bringing him into the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I loved um, what what I was what I was hearing and getting out of it was he saying that sometimes it's like how do I I think I think it's one of the biggest questions we can ask how do I know if I'm living God's will in my life mm-hmm. you know it's like it's like we hear if you read a lot of Vedic literatures and and spiritual texts yogi texts you'll hear this this idea of like being guided from within like like God is in your heart and He speaks to you in the quiet moments sometimes. But how do I know if that's God speaking to me in my heart or it's just my mind just, you know, <laughs> pulling mm-hmm. me in one, in one direction or the other? Or if someone, I mean, it's, it's kind of kooky. Someone comes up to me and, and says, you know, um, you know, I'm on a mission. It's like I'm on a, the Blues Brothers. I'm on a mission from God, you know? It's like somebody says that, that God wants you to do something. It's like, it's kind of scary. You get a little, you get a little frightened, actually. Like someone's saying, <laughs> I'm carrying out God's will. You know, God, I have some... God, I, got, I have some feedback that God wants me to give you right now. You know what I mean? And so it's, it, and it becomes this, this kind of like game ender uh, point of a conversation where you can't argue whether that's true or not, you know? And so how do I know internally if I'm living out God's will for my life? It's so, so hard. And I think that sometimes if, if we just had that clarity that this is what I'm meant to be doing, Mm. then no matter how hard it is, I'm willing to step up to the challenge. Mm. But I think the challenges of life isn't so much the specific external challenge that I'm faced in order to accomplish a certain task. It's the internal conviction of, is this actually what I'm meant to be doing and giving my energy to? Mm-hmm. And, if, and if we just had that clarity, if, like if there was just like a reference book, we can check and be like, yep, this is what God wants me doing, great. And then I'd be able to pull myself forward. So it's, it's it's so hard. I actually even um I um I wrote a song. One of the few songs I've ri- I wrote I finished during the time I was living as as a monk. I actually started this song 
when I was 18 years old in high school. And then I moved into an ashram. I probably started when I was 17. And then I moved into an ashram when I was 18 and I stopped um, playing music so much. And then it wasn't until like 10 years later that I remember this little jingle that I wrote in the, some of the lyrics and I finished it. And uh, then it's called Signal. The name of the song is called Signal. And the, and the lyric and the, the chorus is, an, and I wait for that signal to tell me where I should turn. But silence is all that I get in return. Um, in the sense that, you know, I'm just looking for, for God to tell me so clearly what it is I'm meant to be doing, but sometimes I don't quite always get that. And so Thomas Merton is coming right out and saying it, like, I don't know exactly um, if sometimes what I'm doing, is that actually your will? Give me that clarity. But then he ends it with, you know, but my sincere desire to serve you is my mm -hmm. saving grace. And it's like, I think our the word that was coming to mind is our sincerity is like our course correcting factor. Mm. It's like it's like yeah, you know, like you're on GPS and you make a wrong turn. Ever ever like it reroutes your like ever. And sometimes it's like this case like you're on a, you're on a highway in New Jersey and you miss your turn and it's like next exit is in 22 miles. You're like what? I can't turn. You know what I mean? Like this is the last exit for 50 kilometers. You're like what? Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's kind of like, and then it's like it reroutes and all of a sudden like your 15 minute journey turns into like a 45 minute journey, you know, but it's like, but it, it continuously reroutes itself. And I think our, our sincerity is our rerouting, um, is the rerouting element of our spiritual course. If I'm, if I'm actually sincere enough, I'll be able to make a choice, be wrong, and then be willing to see how I'm wrong. Mm. and see how I'm, I'm, I'll be constantly opening myself up for advice, for guidance, for input. Mm -hmm. Like where are the people, if I'm just on a solo mission from God and nobody else around me is giving me counsel or input, then I'm, I'm in a very precarious situation. Where's the spiritual counsel I'm inviting into my life to support that? You reminded me of this. Uh, just keep, hold your point. You reminded me, I was, I was in Kauai with Deanna. We're on a vacation. Um, oh, no, no. This is with Arjun and his son. And we're on a vacation in Kauai. And we're driving. And we're, we're, we're basically, we're driving along a cliff. And the GPS keeps telling us to turn left, turn left. And she's like yelling at us. She's like, turn left, turn left. And we're like, yo, lady, you're going to send us off the cliff, right? So that just it just brought up that sense of like, if it's just me in the voice, I may, I, may be, I may be shooting off the cliff or I may be going into a pit. I think that I'm, I'm hearing a voice, but actually there's a malfunction the GPS. <laughs> You're on a cliff and it's like, turn right. It's like, there is a death to the right of me right now. You know what I mean? So let me check in with Arjun and see if this is where I should be turning, you know? You got it. Yeah, you got it. Arjun was like, definitely do not turn left. Let's keep Totally. Going. Yeah, and it's like... And it's like in, in, in spiritual life, there's, the, there's this checks and balance system that comes up often. And in Sanskrit, the terms are guru, sadhu, and shastra. Guru means the spiritual teacher, like specifically like a specific spiritual teacher that I've accepted into my life as somebody I want to guide me spiritually. And that may be as a person that you have an intimate, physical, personal relationship with, like you meet rep often, or maybe a person in your life that you don't see often, they're kind of like a spiritual celebrity so to speak they travel around the world and you don't get personal time with them but you 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 can listen to their their lectures and their messages online and you have a sense of what their mission in life is and you adhere to that like what would um you know what i mean like like christians all over the world have this you know what would jesus do you know it's wwjd bracelets you know but it's kind of like what would my guru do what would my spiritual teacher do in this situation and we kind of 
have that as a leading voice in our actions. Then you also have sadhu, which sadhu literally means like a saintly person. So you have, what is the spiritual community of saintly people that I'm aware of? Also think about this issue or this idea, this, and then you have shastra, which is spiritual literature. And so those three things should be in some sort of alignment. And, 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 and you find, it's so interesting, we, there's so many documentaries that have come out about spiritual leaders that have led people down a dark path. You know, just, just not too long ago, I watched that documentary about, about Bikram, you know, about hot yoga, just like the crazy stuff that the guy was into. Or you got Wild Wild Country with Bhagavan, Sri Bhagavan Rajneesh. Or you got, there was even a more comical one of uh, Kumari. Ever seen Kumari? Kumari? Ever heard of that one, Vera? Mm -hmm. Did you ever see it? I never saw it, no, but I heard about it, yeah. Yeah, Kumari is this guy, he's this, he was a teenage, early college age guy from, I think, Long Island or New Jersey that pretended to be a guru, and he went out to, I think, Arizona or New Mexico, grew a beard out, wore robes, and was like, pretended to be this guru that some people fell in love with and gave their life to. And at the end of it, he was like, ah, oh, I was just joking with you guys all along. And some people were like, ah, oh, that's the greatest joke in the world. Or some people were like, I'm seriously scarred by this. Mm -hmm. But what, what, what was the, 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 the consistent factor in all those things is you had this standalone icon that nobody for whatever reason didn't know or didn't think or wasn't aware to ask, what's the tradition this person's connected to? Like, who's your teacher? Mm -hmm. And who's your teacher's teacher? And who's the community of spiritual-minded people that you're a part of? And where's the Shastra? Where's the spiritual literature that you're pulling your teachings from? Are you just pulling this out of your asana? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Are you just pulling this out of your, you know, your, your behind? Are you just creating this? Are you making it up? Or is, you know, are the only books you're reading from the ones that you've written? Mm -hmm. And so when we ask those questions, it's like a safeguard. It's like a spiritual safeguard. And, um, and so I think also for us personally, it's like, if we're sincere enough to, to course correct, to be course corrected by having spiritual influences in our life and also um, being able to be self-aware enough, of, is my character transforming or am I, am I really, what's my real motive here? You know, and I think that's what Thomas Burton was saying. If my real motive is to serve and please you, Lord, I'll be open to that. Mm -hmm. But if my motive is something else and I'm gonna, you know, I'm just deluding myself, mm -hmm. you know, and then that's not, I'm not going to hear the voice of God clearly. So beautiful. Yeah. Just that the principle of sincerity, you know, that, that really, that really being at the crux of it and that if I am truly sincere, that I want a closeness in my relationship mm -hmm. with the divine. And then I, I want to continue to grow and transform and, and awaken spiritually, then, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that, that, that's going to lead me. That's going to guide me. And then along the way that if I'm, I'm sincere, then that also means, you know, and it's a practical analogy that we use of backpacking. Like if I'm sincere, then that also means that, okay, I'm backpacking, I'm climbing to the top of Kilimanjaro. And this is a treacherous hike. And if I'm just a little bit intelligent, if I'm just a tiny, tiny bit smart, you know, and sincere mm. and really wanting to be successful, not, not just an ego kind of drive to do it on my own, I'm going to reach out to teachers and guides that have walked the path before. Mm. And I'm likely going to do it with people that I can share the experience with, that I could walk with. I'm going to do it with friends. I'm going to do it with spiritual community. And I'm going to have, I'm going to have a map. I'm going to really have a, a, a map that is, is, is approved and, and is registered with the, with the state or with the country that I know that this is 
this is uh, going to lead me on the path. It's going to lead me correctly on the path. So it's, it's super practical, right? It's super, super practical. When we talk about spiritual life, we talk about any endeavor in life, like to have these elements, it's just, they're, 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 they're like 101 sincerity, you know, like whatever it is, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a great parent. I want to be a, you know, uh, be a, uh, you know, someone that serves the community, you know, selflessly, whatever that is who are people that are already doing it that I can learn from, you know, who are people yeah. that want to share that journey with me and, 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 and what are those guidebooks and those maps that could help me to really be effective on that path. And so, yeah. and I love that it comes back to, you know, it's something that in our yoga teacher trainings, oftentimes people are like, well then what about, you know, like, yeah, that just kind of seems like you're just like, you're just following, you know, but then you brought in that point of sincerity, right? Mm. Sincerity. There's this compass, you know, in our hearts, like, that we're a lot, we're, we're feeling an alignment. Yes. I'm taking guidance from a trusted mentor or a coach or a teacher or a guru, whoever that is. Mm. I'm, I'm taking, you know, I'm taking influence from people that are on the spiritual path with me also that share that goal, you know? And so it's, it, it ultimately comes down to our heart, you know, it ultimately does come down mm. to something being incredibly resonant with yeah. the voice of God in our heart. You know, but we need support. We need these uh, supportive elements in our life. And I oftentimes just, I just say teachers, teachings, and friends, you know, Guru, Sadhu, and Shastra, mm. teachers, teachings, and friends. Like, yeah. Uh, we want to be successful on the path. Like that's just, it's like, that's us just being, um, it's us being smart. It's us being smart. So. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you so much. There are so many beautiful comments, a couple of good questions. We have uh, um, our official literary correspondent of the show, Bryn Hlava. She's here with us on Zoom and Instagram. Thank you so much for doing your service, Bryn. Uh, I want to just check if could you, um, there's beautiful, beautiful questions. There's so many beautiful questions and comments that are pouring in on Instagram and also our, our, our Zoom chat board that we're not able to get into. But what we want to start doing, if you can, Bryn, if you can just be going, filtering through the comments and the, the questions is noting those down and putting them in a, she's putting them in a document for us. And. If we're not able to get them on this show, we want to get to them on a future show. So please do send in your comments on the chat boards, whether you're on Instagram Live or on Zoom. And also we have an email address, prayerrevolution at bhaktisendra.org, prayerrevolution at bhaktisendra.org. You can send in your comments and thoughts there. And so um, we want to track all of your, we want this to be participatory. So we want to track all of your comments and all of your questions. Um, and one of the questions I did see earlier was somebody asked, does everyone need a guru? And it's a very interesting question. Um, and I think that, that the first thing that comes to my mind, or one of the first things that comes to my mind is, is what is a guru? Who is a guru? What does that mean? We might have different ideas of what that means. And I think that's, that was kind of what the movie, part of what the movie um, uh, Kumari was about. Is like, I think a guru is an Indian man with a long beard in an orange robe. You know what I mean? Or I think a guru is somebody sitting on the top of a mountain cave, you know? Um, but as you put it so beautifully, like teachers, teachers, and friends. And so um, I think that it's, it's, you know, spiritual life has this interesting categorization in people's mind, because when it comes to material learning, we recognize I need someone to teach me. I want to become a, like, I want to become a doctor. I want to become an engineer. I want to become a, a life coach. I want to become a therapist that I need someone to kind of like show me that way. But when it comes to spiritual life, there's this kind of like total disconnect of like, I'm just going to figure it out on my own. I'm just going to go within and figure it out. It's like, well, what are you going to do when you go within? What are you going to find there? 
You know what I mean? Is maybe maybe your your heart is clogged with weeds and personal desires and all kinds of junk that is gonna you know why not take the shelter of someone who's walked the path along to you? And so I do think that in spiritual life, really, what what I've seen in my personal life and what I've seen in the lives of those around me, that people who are able to humble themselves enough to the extent that I I'm not going to figure this out on my own and I want to surrender myself to a worthy guide, make leaps and bounds in spiritual life. But I think that what gets confusing sometimes for people, and maybe you can speak on this very budget, but is that what does it mean to engage in that relationship? Um, you know, Srila Prabhupada, uh, our, the spiritual teacher of our spiritual teacher said once, you know, we talk about surrender, surrender to a higher power, surrender to a guru. But he said, you should never surrender your intelligence. You know, there's a whole story that goes along with that where, you know, there was people were just like, oh, I just was doing what I was told to be doing. You know what I mean? But there's, um, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a can I tell a little, a little fable? Go for it, Bob, yeah. A little, little fable. There's a, there's a story of a, of, a, um, of a guru and a disciple and they're on a trip and they're going from village to village and they're riding a donkey and uh, they're riding a horse and they're just trekking along, they're trekking along, they're trekking along. And, um, you know, and uh, along the trip, this, this guru says, the disciples says, don't do anything unless I tell you to, you know, he says, okay. And so they're going along, they're going along and, and, and they get to their next destination and, and they realize that half their stuff is missing. Like half of them have like pots and pans and bags and stuff, half their stuff is missing. And the guru goes like, where did where, where all our stuff go? Did it get robbed? And the disciple goes, oh no, it fell off the horse a few miles back. It's like, well, why didn't you pick it up? He's like, well, he didn't tell me to. He's like, okay, fine. So he, he, um, he made a list of all the things that you should, you know, pick up, make sure that you pick up all of these things. If these things fall off the horse, pick it up, you know? And so, oh, he said, if anything falls off from the horse, if anything falls off the horse, pick it up. So, okay. So they're going along and all of a sudden the horse starts pooping and the guy stops the horse. He starts picking up his poop. He's like, what are you doing? He said, if anything falls off the back of the horse, pick it up. He's like, no, don't do that. Here's the list of things to pick up. If these things fall off the horse, pick them up. He's like, okay. So they're going and all of a sudden the horse gets a little scared and they, they, there's like a rattlesnake and the horse starts galloping forward and the guru falls off the horse. The guru falls off the horse and the disciple just keeps on going and he turns back and says, Guru Dave, I'm sorry, you're not on the list. You know, and so this idea of like, being a lemming or losing, be, you know, losing blind, our intelligence, blind following. blind following and intelligence, you know what I mean? Like, we're meant to use our intelligence and apply it with sincerity. You know what I mean? And so we're not just meant to be blind following. It's like really what we get from teachers, teachers, and friends is, is we get guidelines and principles, and then we apply those principles to our life with our God-given intelligence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it, DG. And it's something that, you know, I, I what comes up for me when you're sharing that is that I think that because, you know, there have been, there have been, you know, teachers and leaders, you know, and parents throughout time that have abused power and that yeah. have been, been, you know, obviously other than perfect and obviously, you know, flawed and have frailties in, in different ways that, you know, to, to kind of put our, our trust and our faith in somebody to guide us can be uh, a, a very vulnerable state and something that is um, that, that, that really could, could bring up a lot of fear and a lot of hesitation. And so it's, it's something that, you know, what's laid out in, in the, the yogic teachings is that we're following a teacher as long as they're following 
their teacher. And as long as they're following the teachings and the guidebook, you know, if there's something, again, like you're saying, DG, it's like our self-intelligence, our self-study, like knowing what's moral, knowing what's out of integrity, knowing what is, um, what's actually aligned with compassion, with grace of God, with, with the higher intelligence and, and, and the, the, and, and aligned with love, right? Aligned with actually that, that, that state of love of God and, and love of each other. And so if that teacher is stepping out of alignment with that, then it's our duty, right? As, as travelers on the path, like if they're really stepping out of line and they're really kind of going down a, a different, that, that's our duty. Mm. So, you know, we have to have that intelligence to recognize the difference between the pure teachings and the fallible teacher. And, mm. and uh, I hope it's something that, you know, we don't have to go through as we, we take, you know, guidance from teachers in our life. Um, but in the case that we do find ourselves taking guidance from someone who mm. is out of integrity, that's our responsibility to recognize that and to disengage, you know, and, and to mm. not, uh, not be led down to that, that darkness. And so it really is a, it's a relationship. I mean, it's like a marriage, right? You know, in our mm. marriage, you know, if we're blind to integrity, if we're blind to the values that are actually really, truly meaningful to us in our life, then we could end up in a relationship where, you know, our partner is on a completely different planet, you know, mm. and we, we could unconsciously end up in, in uh, a situation where we're really kind of opposed to each other in the same way with the teacher. You know, if we're just um, so eager to have that, you know, kind of cheaply to have that guide, you know, and we haven't really done our research and we haven't really dug into our own hearts to, to see, you know, is this, a, is this a teacher that I feel confident? you know, that I could surrender to? Is this a teacher I feel confident that I could be, I could be led through treacherous storms and dark nights on a, on a mountain path? Um, I have to feel really confident in that. And that's something that builds over time, that builds slowly and gradually. I love St. Francis talking about the gradual development of spiritual life. It's a slow, step-by-step, brick-by-brick. And when we move slowly like that, we move consciously and thoughtfully and sincerely then those teachers will come into our life. Those friends will come into our life and those guidebooks and guide maps will come into our life in, 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 in very practical ways. Mm. And so, yeah, it's so beautiful. We, um, what I was thinking is that we, we often, we, we find what we're looking for. You know what I mean? If we, we find what we're looking for and um, in life and also we're sent what we're seeking oftentimes. Mm. And so it's like, really, what, what am I, what am I honestly and earnestly seeking? Like, like Krishna knows our deepest desires, mm. you know, and, um, and if we continue, and I think that that was, that was Thomas Merton prayers. My desire is to serve you, Lord. Mm-hmm. And so let that desire lead me and guide me. Mm-hmm. And if that is my true, sincere desire, and that desire will get tested, mm-hmm. that desire will get severely tested. Um, and if that desire remains consistent and steady and goes deep, then Krishna will send the things in our life needed to fulfill that desire. Mm-hmm. To fulfill that, Krishna sends the things we need to fulfill our desires, whether they're material desires that lead us astray or they're spiritual desires that lead us towards service. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it's um, so empowering, right? Right. It's, it's so empowering. Like that, that's that's what we have in our hands. Like we have this responsibility. We have this this opportunity right now to to say, like, I want this life i want to live a life of pure loving exchanges like that's what i want i don't what am i looking for i'm looking for love and i want that to be pure in every moment in every exchange 
that's my heart, right? That's yeah. my desire. That's the core of it. And if I'm sincere about that, then okay, then Krishna is going to guide me. Then friends are going to come into my life and help for those loving exchanges to flow. And that's going to come, yeah. you know, and that it's like, it's not outside. It's not like, okay, like so, some magic wand has to come into my life or some magic person is going to come into my life and then I'm going to be okay. It's like, no, like I'm responsible right now. What is in my heart? What am I desiring? What am I really searching for? What do I really want in my life? And yeah. that's our work. We get to churn our heart and really see what seeds am I planting? I plant marigolds, sunflowers. I plant some thorn mango. bushes, plant some mango trees. What am I planting in my heart? What are those desires? And if I'm, if I'm staying in that rapture of this is what I desire, I don't know where I am on the path. I don't know if I've been given guidance yet. I don't know what's going on. But I know that if I'm sincere and trying to serve you, that all of that will come together. Yeah. So the Nectar of Devotion talks about that sincerity, that I desire, I want to know you, my Lord. I want to know my higher power. I want, to, I want to move towards you. I want to awaken spiritually. That desire brings everything else in our life. It brings teachers, teachings, and friends, and so on. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Our, our good friend, uh, Michelle Berger, out there posted on Instagram, this is how the Bhakti Center came into my life. I prayed to Krishna to bring the answers to my struggle in association with devotees. And it's, it's, it's real. You know, I, I do believe that when we find that, it's, it's faith-giving. Um, and, um, but like I said, that sometimes we're just in a, in a, des in our, our desires are being tested sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you, what do you really want? What do you mm -hmm. really, really want? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And we're going to be asked that at times because, because it's, 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 if I, if I want service, that's available all the time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Service is available all the time. If I really would, I don't always want service. I want to be served a little bit or I want to <laughs> serve with perks. I want service with perks. Can I get service with perks, please? That's the, that's the comfortable position I want, you know? And it's like, uh, you can't have one or the other, you know? And so I think that we just, you know, for us to recognize that when life gets hard and there's struggles for life, it's not that I'm doing something wrong. It's just that my desires are getting tested. You know, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting things weeded out a little bit. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's, it's, it's okay. Our, our good friend, and we, we got to wrap it up in a second, our good friend Ganesham, was on a guest on our on Wisdom of the Sages podcast yesterday. And I got so many friends and people telling me, you gotta listen to the show, it's so great. I mean, Ganesham is an old dear friend of ours. We lived in the ashram together for many years. He's just such a humble, deep, wise soul. And he's a he's a chaplain in a hospital. And he said that, you know, it's 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 very at the time of death, you know, he's there at the time of death for many people. And he said that, you know, sometimes it's 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 you know, there's peaceful, beautiful, wonderful passings. And sometimes there's very scary, jarring passings that people have. Like not like in a physically violent sense, but like people have fear in their eyes and anger. Right? He says that sometimes some people, you know, they're just peaceful, quiet people the whole time. And then as soon as the time of death comes, they get very angry or they're getting very mm -hmm. fearful. And he said he's learned to hold that because, you know, just like we're shedding our physical material body, he said, we're also shedding inner things that we're holding on to. So that anger, that fear that's coming up, it may just be the surfacing of something that's been held very deep down that is being released before you make your final passing in this life. Mm -hmm. And so he said he's learned not to be afraid of it and not to resist it or not to even change it because it needs to come up and out. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes if we're experiencing doubt or frustration or the, the, the stretching out of difficult feelings in spiritual life, Sometimes our desire is just being tested, but also 
you know, those things might just be things that are be just being kind of pulled out of us. Like if you go on a fast, you know, like you might get sick or be hives or rashes because toxins are coming out of you. And so when you start to go along a spiritual path, those things are going to start to come out. And mm-hmm. so don't be afraid and don't be bewildered and don't be, um, don't get too doubtful when those things come up because they will. But mm-hmm. it's really our sincerity is what pulls us through it because my Lord, I'm looking for this shelter. I'm looking to please, I'm looking to serve you. Mm-hmm. So, um, Beautiful, brother. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's my, my thoughts. What, what's your closing? I know we got we to wrap it up. What's your closing word here? What's your closing thought? Yeah, let's, it, it's, it's that sincerity. I love it. I'm, I'm anchoring that in my consciousness and my, my day today is that the sincerity to serve, like that's it. Like, I want to serve you, Lord. And I may feel connected to you. I may feel disconnected to you. Maybe a bright day, maybe a dark, cloudy day, whatever's going on. But I, you know, I, that's what I'm, I'm committed to. I want to serve you in every moment of my life. I want to serve you please show me how i can serve you and please let that sincerity even in those unknown moments let the sincerity the desire to serve you let it burn brighter and stronger every moment yeah love you so much for your your bright light in my life i saw so many people like uh like fist pump emojis yay vera go vera speak the truth preach it <laughs> and people loving you loving everything you're saying um Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. We love you guys so much. Um, and uh, thank you, Bryn, for your service of, of typing stuff out for us. Um, please go to buckycenter.org slash online to find recordings. We have these posted on SoundCloud as well as YouTube. Um, we're also live every morning. We have other beautiful podcasts that take place. We'd love for you to stay connected and write to us at prayerrevolution at buckycenter.org. We'd love to keep in touch. We will see you guys all tomorrow, same time, same place, in your bedroom, wherever you are in the world right now. And uh, we love you. Thank you so much. So, so grateful. Take care, guys. Have a beautiful day. Hey, uh, Bryn, you still on the call? Is she there? Oh, maybe she's gone. I don't know. She left. Can't hear me here. What's that? All right. Hey love there. you guys, Jan. I love you. You're the best. Yeah. AJ, come on, man. Trisha, you guys are the best. Yeah, Bryn. That Bryn. smile. That smile, Trisha. Come on. Uh, yeah. Bryn, I just want to make sure if there's any like um um like uh comments over that people make that we're not able to get to, would you be able to like copy and paste and put them in a section in the notes of like comments and questions that we can go through? We can we can hey, this comment question whether it's an appreciation or just a, a thought of this so that we can, we can track those. So, good. All right. Thanks so much, Bryn. Good to see you, AJ. Take care. Jan, so glad you're here. Love you guys. I'm signing off. See you soon. Take care.